So today, people, today I actually was going to do commentary. I probably still do commentary for Gremlins because it's celebrating the release of its, uh, I, I can't remember how many years ago it came out. 1984 is when it came out. Y'all do the math. But um, I'll get to my commentary for Gremlins later on because when I found out it was another special day for the most part, I said, no. Nah. I have to jump at the opportunity to do this because I, I've been wanting to do this since I started doing my Nightmare on Elm Street commentaries. And I know they're all over the place. I've done commentary for, um, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 1, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, 4, 5. I think that's about it. The only ones I haven't done are 2 and um, uh, Freddy's Dead, New Nightmare, and that shitty shitty 2010 remake uh there's some decent things sprinkled throughout that remake but for the most part it's shitty but um when i found out today was the 76th birthday of mr jack shoulder who is the director of nightmare on Elm street 2 freddy's revenge i said oh no i've i've got to pay my my dues man i've got to get this man his flowers while he's here especially because i did not know jack shoulder is a fellow philadelphia native man he was born here in philly shout out to the crib i did not know he was from here man which makes this kind of it makes it so much sweeter to do this commentary and um one of the reasons it's sweet to begin with is because i i'm one of those people man and y'all know I have a very unpopular opinion. I think Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, is the most underrated entry in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Uh, I really do, man. This was the last time, at least up until New Nightmare for the most part, or when Jackie or Haley played him in the, in the in the remake, this was the last time Freddy Krueger was intimidating. This was the last time Freddy Krueger was scary. He was not fucking around in this movie. And the fact that Freddy broke the rules in this movie, I know it's the writing and the director. That's, you know, that's what they, that's how they executed it. But in terms of the movie and the shit that's going on, Freddy said, okay, y'all don't want to dream. Then I'll just possess this kid who moved into, uh, you know, 1428 Elm. And I'll just, you know, I'll murder you guys through this motherfucker's body. It's a possession film. It's almost like you could call it body horror if you want to. This movie gives me, um, this movie gives me hope that Candyman will be uh, something similar because Yahya Abdul-Mateen is very much getting possessed in that movie. His body is uh, transforming into some shit. And I think that that beast thing plays a part in him getting his, his hand cut off to replace it with the hook. It's a body horror film. And I, I think that Candyman is a possession film, much like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is. Now, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things I like about this movie. And I know people... Trust me, I know. Um, this is a very homoerotic movie, and Jack Shoulder, to this day, will say that, and, and, the, and the writer as well, I think, they will say that they were unaware that they were making uh, such a homoerotic film, and I don't know it, whether to call bullshit or not, because there's just so many undertones in this movie that just don't sit right with so many people. Like I said, uh, most of the shit doesn't really bother me, um, because I think this is the most underrated entry, but, but I see like, uh, even Mark Patton who plays the lead role, he plays Jesse in this movie. Who's one of the rare, uh, he's one of the rarities in, in, in horror where he's a final guy. You know, we don't get a lot of final guys. It's a whole bunch of final girls in horror, um, majority of the time. But, uh, Mark Patton to this day will say that, you know, you, you guys were setting out to make a gay horror movie. And there's this, there's an, uh, actually a documentary I recommend you guys check out. I made it halfway through it. I have not finished it, but it was good from what I saw. It's, I think it's called Scream, 
Scream My Queen Scream or something like that. It's basically a documentary about Mark Patton's life and how starring in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 affected him and just the discrepancies that went on on set with this film and the things that happened afterward, the things that transpired afterwards in people's careers and interviews and stuff like that. It's, it's really informative, man. But nonetheless, this is still... Uh, Jack Shoulder, by the way, he also directed... Um, the Hidden, which is a movie I, I, I've never seen. Shout out to uh, Johnny Zuko and the Bump in the Night podcast, 1428, uh, because he actually was, we were talking about the movie Fried Berry on their podcast episode, and he was, he mentioned that movie, The Hidden, uh, where we were talking about like, you know, alien abduction or, you know, just aliens invading people's bodies and taking them for a ride type of thing. And The Hidden was one of the movies that he mentioned in there. I've never seen it. I know there's two movies, but uh, Jack Shoulder also directed what wishmaster 2 evil never dies i've seen it it's not a good movie it's more funny than anything um and he also directed this movie it's a b movie called arachnid and it's i mean if you like ch cheesy creature features uh it, it's there's some nasty moments in there but it's it's not a great movie you know i think this is nightmare on Elm street 2 is probably the best movie he has under his resume and um for good reason man but, you know, you got Mark Patton in here, Clue Gulliger from Return of the Living Dead and Feast is in here, Kim Myers, who's in Hellraiser Bloodline is in this, Robert Rustler's in here, who was in, uh, what is that movie? Sometimes they come back. Uh, it's, it's a decent cast in this movie, man. My only complaint is that there are, um, I think there's like only two deaths totaled in this entire film, man. But, you know, it makes up for a lot of that in, in other areas for the most part. But... Without further ado, people, I'm rambling on, man. Again, happy 76th birthday to Philly's own Jack Shoulder. But let's get this, let's get this show on the road, people, man. It's been a long time since I did a, um, a I think the last Freddy commentary I did was Dream Warriors. Y'all can check out actually all of them if y'all want to. Freddy gets a lot of love on this on this show, man. I, I, I feel bad because the only slasher I really don't show love to and I haven't done an episode about at all is Chucky. So I got to fit my man in there, man. The, the little guy needs some love, too. You know, he's that friend to the end. And I think today is National Best Friends Day or some shit like that. So I really should be showing some respect to Chucky as well, putting some spec on his name. But this is um, this is just a standard theatrical run, people. This is no I, I would only hope there's a director's cut of this movie out there. I would love to see, you know, additional scenes to Nightmare on Elm Street, too. But this is just standardized theatrical run, man. That's just in case anybody's tuning in with me. And then y'all know y'all know if y'all tuning in with me, y'all are the true Tudor reviews MVPs. So with that being said, people. Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge commentary. I will hit the play button in 3, 2, 1. There's always that awkward pause between, um, you know, when I, when I say 3, 2, 1, and then the movie just like sometimes the logos won't, you know, the intro logos won't make any sounds or anything. Y'all get what I'm saying. I love the like I love the font the way that it looks when it says Freddy's Revenge and I just heard some thunder outside people it is about to pour down raining this is this is my type of weather man this is the type of shit I'm talking about I like it rain horror movies cold beer it's the, the simple things in life I enjoy man if y'all didn't know this already 
you know i almost thought i got robert and that's actually robert england um <laughs> driving the bus right there now how jesse looks in this movie is how all the kids look in the remake like i don't know what it is that they like they, it looks like they gave jesse like some fucking eyeliner and just made him really pale i did not know christopher young did the music for this movie shout out to him that's the guy that was behind the, um uh i really want to i don't know if he came back for the third movie but the first two hellraiser movies he composed the music for that that guy is amazing and i think he did the um he composed the score for urban legend also that dude is a beast he's a really underrated horror movie um you know a uh, uh, music score i can't even remember what the hell i was saying uh oh yeah um i don't know what they did to make jesse just look super emo goth but that's how all the kids look in um in the remake man Oh man, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if y'all, y'all probably can't hear that thunder, but I just felt it, like. She's like, hey, wasn't that the road off of Camp Crystal Lake back there? So jump the fuck out. And he went straight for the hills, too. Bus looking like it got hydraulics on it. Just jump the bus driver at that point. Now, honestly, this is the thing that one of the things I really miss about the Nightmare on Elm Street movies is when you didn't know that somebody was dreaming and something will happen where it's just like oh fuck i'm asleep like you know what i'm saying like i i, I missed that element because they would just telegraph it so much when somebody when somebody was asleep like in um like in dream warriors for example when neil's playing with the pendulum or whatever the hell that thing is and nancy's talking to him she's like neil let's just give it one more chance uh, one more shot and she's like, I promise, if it doesn't work this time, and then when he when he uh, swings the pendulum again, it starts the ball start floating all over the place. Like you didn't know that they were dreaming. Yeah, it's a good time to panic, man. Listen, it's three of us and one driver. We can do this, all right? I'm gonna be the voice of reason. Like, look, what somebody gonna have to be the decoy. It ain't gonna be me, but somebody gonna have to be the decoy here. We we can make it out of here. Now I don't know because that bus is on top of two big ass. Yeah, it would have been a wrap. Yeah, that look of submission on Jesse's face is like yeah.
Also, Freddy's look was great in this movie. Shit, I'd, I'd have been screaming right along with him. Yep, I'd been, I'd been like, get, get away from me! Don't come near me. He gonna kill us all at once. Shit, I'm just as scared as y'all. Don't fucking, don't run over to me. Look at that. They, they try, they try to seek cover. Ah, tomatoes. <laughs> Mark Patton, people, scream queen of the 80s. Honey, he's that motherfucker can scream with the best of the final girls that we all know and love. I'm talking, I'm talking Lori Strode, Nancy Thompson, uh, Alice from Friday the 13th. That motherfucker got some lungs on him, man. He should have been an opera singer, honestly. And that room is give, like, oh, it's making me itch because I got bad OCD and he's just got shit all over the place. It's ridiculous. And I don't want him to be a grown ass man with tidy whities on either. And I don't want her to burn those eggs either. Clue Gulliger, man. And that, uh, that's Hope Lange. That plays uh, Mrs. Walsh. I wonder if she's related to Jessica Lange. Now, of course, this was... Was this pre-Return of the Living Dead? As far as Clue Gulliver's performance goes? I think he, I think he did this movie first, and then did he was in Return of the Living Dead afterwards. Buddy boy, he, that, yo, that's like his signature because he says that shit in um in Return of Living Dead. He's like Fourth of July weekend, buddy boy, got a bow. Oh, Mind your goddamn business, dear. We we are raising a young teenage boy. He's out here fucking. If we're lucky. She heard that damn door open. She just wanted a dramatic entrance. Kim Myers, man, I remember when I when I saw I always liked her. Like when I was a kid and I saw this movie, I always liked her character a whole lot. Um, but I remember when I saw Hellraiser Bloodline, I think it came out in ninety was it ninety because part three came out in ninety two, ninety-three, I think. I, I don't fucking know. Uh, maybe ninety-four, I don't know, give or take. But when Kim Myers was in that movie, she's only in like uh she, she's in like the the first act. But I remember seeing her, and I'm like, yo, she looks, she almost looks like she hasn't aged a day in that movie. Robert Rustler, yo, he, he's, uh, I, I love his character, man, as Grady. Damn. 
pay attention next time. Well, well, fuck you, dude. Creepy ass Schneider. And Lisa looked at her like, don't talk about him like that. Now see, we we really no, we would have to rumble. I never understood like what is the what's the big deal? Like I know it was a high school thing with people pantsing people. I just I never understood that shit. Got homoerotic undertone number one. Now I, you know what I can't do a counter on this. Uh, every time I can't do a count. Every time they say something that's like homoerotic in this movie, which they denied in all the documentaries and interviews, I can't do a count because there's so much shit in here. Like I said, it doesn't bother me. It's just I want to like somebody got to tell the truth here. Like whether it's the director, the writer, Bob Shay, who like come on man, don't bullshit. Guy gets his rocks off like this. Hangs around queer S and M joints downtown. <laughs> he likes pretty boys like you. Get out of here. <laughs> so what about you and that rich baby who cruises schools every day? What about her? Are you mounting her nightly or what? Look, Grady, you got some problem with me? No, bro. Just killing time. Right. Yeah. He's just. I, I love Grady's character, man. He's just shooting okay, the shit with him. But you can tell Jesse's never had a friend like that. He's he's never had somebody to just shoot the shit and just talk shit with. Y'all just go back and forth. Yeah, my parents just bought a place on Home Street. Bruh. Conversation over at that point. Yeah, what about it? Shit. You can tell your old man he's a real chump. What are you talking about? Grady's got a fucking mirror in his locker. She was locked in there by her mother and she went crazy. She watched her boyfriend get butchered across the street by some maniac. Don't lie. You're full of shit, Grady. Because when Glenn got sucked into that bed, Nancy was screaming, looking away from the window. She was actually in the living room screaming while her mom was drunk as fuck on the couch with some schnapps or whatever she was drinking. Yo, I'm telling y'all, since since like June hit, a little bit before, this is how I toss and turn in my room when I don't have my air on. Yep. This is this is exactly how it is. Bruh. I fucking love that. That's one of my favorite shots in the entire movie where you just barely see Freddy in the bushes and then he just like moves away. But Jesse sees him. The thing about this movie, man, I, you know, one of the things I, I like about this movie, but I know a lot of people dislike is that it really does play out like just a regular slasher movie. And when you when you're watching or making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, you don't really want to do that because that's what separated the Nightmare on Elm Street movies excuse me from from uh from everything else 
it was way more creative it was way more imaginative inventive whatever you want to call it but this one this the simplicity of like the direction actually works for me man it, it works i don't know why like they don't do anything extravagant with the shots with the with the visual effects the special the, the practical effects are great in this movie as we will see later on shit you don't uh, yeah i, I would like the way he's creeping off like that i'd have been like yep yep it's time for bed again <laughs> jesse walked right the fuck off like nope i didn't see it i'm tired At least get a weapon. Like, if you want to investigate. Now, see, simple, simple shots like that. Hey. What do y'all think Freddy's breath smells like? Look at his eyes, man. Jesse's like, look, man, I, I don't want no problems, bro. Listen, man. I listen. <laughs> Jesse does a lot of screaming in this movie, rightfully so, because I I'm not going to say I wouldn't react that way. If somebody pulls their fucking skin back and reveals their brain to me, like I could have gone all all night without seeing that. I'd probably scream like that too. So, oh, I can hear that rain outside, people. It is amazing. Those nutrients not absorbed in the lining of the stomach, the large intestine, the small intestine, and the alimentary canal are passed out through the colon. You are the most boring teacher ever. Liquid nutrients are then carried through an elaborate system of filtering aided by the pancreas. I'm you in high school, I used to, I hate... I used to hate um, teachers that weren't energetic about their jobs, man. You know what I mean? Like, this it's... Entire process is kept moving for dry eyes... Clear eyes. It's like that's how they talk. They put you to fuck to sleep. The heart. Yeah. Four chambers, just like the human heart, really. From the body. Jesse's not even pretending to act like he's paying attention. But what was their fascination with Jesse being? It's like, yo, psst, check this kid out, man. He's actually sleeping. What a dork. It's like, kid, in high school, you just found so many things to find interesting that you look back on, like, what, what was the big deal about it? Oh, uh, a snake. Nope. And another time, I would have woke up screaming like he's about to do. Oh, God. 
That's a big ass snake, yo. How do you not feel that? <laughs> that was actually bad editing right there because Grady turned around with everybody else and then when they cut back to him again, he was looking at the teacher, looking down, laughing, and then when he cut back to him, he was looking back again. <laughs> and Jesse's is, Jesse's having fun too. He's laughing like fuck y'all, man. Y'all know y'all y'all ain't shit. My new friends suck. Why wasn't that the dad, you know, handing the phone to her while he was talking on it? Like, uh, so what are your intentions with my daughter? Now, how the fuck did you get this number, bro? I'm unlisted. Jesse? Hi. Where you going, Jess? Just out for a little while. I told you I want that room unpacked. Man, I'm just going out no. for an hour or two. Upstairs. Right now, son. Right now. <laughs> well, upstairs, buddy boy. <laughs> He's just stomped upstairs like a little kid. Oh man, yo, this is one of the greatest fucking scenes in cinematic, not just horror movies, not the slasher franchise, but in cinematic history. This whole, I don't give a fuck what nobody say, this whole, like, Jesse just having fun cleaning his room, listening to this all night long song, <laughs> this shit is gold. I can't remember who sung this song. Let me look it up. I'm jamming, y'all. I'm sorry. Y'all know I'm over here jamming. This shit makes me want to clean my whole fucking crib right now. I'm sorry. If that clap was too loud, y'all, I'm sorry. This, this... This scene is fucking is gold, yo. <laughs> Take me on that Touch me on that <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. I, I was I. Was I snapping just now? I, I told her you invited me over. I guess maybe I should have called. Wish and Fonda Ray is uh, who that song was by. It's actually called Touch Me. In parentheses, they have all night long. But I call that shit all night long. I don't give a damn. That's one of the greatest scenes ever. I love, um, now, is that an undertone right there? There's a box that just says probe What's in this? there. He's like, oh, that's just my diary. It's like a diary but I love how, the, you know, this is so innocent. You know, they have their moment where they make out at, in, the, in the cabana at the, at the pool party later on in the movie. 
but this is so innocent man just you know she's like oh it's my ride to school he's the new kid in town on elm street but she's like the not the rich girl per se but she's the girl who's got a fucking pool in a big ass backyard and she likes this guy but it's really innocent friendship type of shit uh throughout the movie Jesse's like, oh my god, keep reading. This is, oh, this is turning me on. <laughs> it reminds me of like when I, I was recently watching Joyride with uh, Paul Walker and Steve Zahn, and uh, Paul Walker's describing himself as Candy Cane, and Steve Zahn is like, wow, this is turning me on. He's like, what type of BDSM shit are we reading right now? He keeps trying to take me to the boiler room. He wants to kill me. Yeah. Suddenly it ain't so sexual and fun anymore, right? Jesse's like, wait, I wrote this shit in 94. Which makes no sense because this was, I know, I know people. It's just something that Grady said to me about the girl that used to live here, how she went crazy when she saw her boyfriend get murdered across the street. She didn't see it. Damn. Why y'all lying? This is how rumors get started, man. Thank God it was no social media back then. Nancy would have had to create an account just to clear it up. That's some humidity for your ass. Everything's melting. Damn, everything. Oh, that hates that that, that hurts to watch. Like that vinyl melting, what a waste of good wax. Mark Patton, man, I don't care what anybody says. I know he he went through a really rough patch in his life, um, especially after this movie, because I think he was he was gay at the time, but he he wasn't really like open about it. If I'm not mis don't don't quote me on this, but I'm just thinking that he wasn't really open about it. But he 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 said he was gay at the time, but I wish he was in way more horror movies, man, because the dude's not a bad actor, and for him to be a final guy. Um, Really, the only main final guy in the Nightmare on Elm Street series is is really dope, man. Cause you, I mean, you could count what uh, John Saxon doesn't really count. He was like, even though he was John Saxon at the time, he was a supporting character. But um, I mean, you could count Joey Kincaid in Part Three. You could count Dan in Part Four. You could count Doc maybe in Freddy's Dead and all of that, but. He Jesse to be the lead guy and to survive throughout the movie, so we think. Like if you did a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, like whenever the fucking the estate figures out what they're gonna do with this series, and excuse me, and the rights and everything, um, I would not mind Mark Patton coming back at all. Everybody, um, I know I said I was, I'm kind of done with the whole Nancy thing. I don't want to see Heather Lane camp in another movie. If she does, you got to kill her off. But I say bring Mark Patton back and um. And uh, Lisa Wilcox as Alice. 
and Lisa Zane from uh what's her name Maggie in Freddy's Dead and Kelly Joe Minter as Yvonne from the Dream Child you gotta do it I just feel like if we did another one Nancy Nancy's taking up a lot of screen time in these movies she's had part one part three and new nightmare But I, I would, if it was up to me, I would kill her character off just to motivate the other characters. Freddy's got to get her out the way early on. Freddy just, I mean, he, he just loved Burns so bad. And then Jesse just runs into Kevin McAllister in the basement. And that would have been Kevin McAllister looking at Freddy. He would have been like, shut up. And Freddy was just went away. And I love that Robert England is not like, like kind of like the first movie. He's not in the movie a whole lot. Like, you know how he was in the forefront and becoming like a comedian as the movies progressed. He's not in the movie like uh, a whole lot, which is good. You use him. You use him sparingly. Thirsty much? AKA mom gonna mom gonna put that thing on him. That why I love that scene so much is because Lisa is starting to like him so much. She kissed him on the cheek before he left, and Jesse like gets all bashful and he smiles, but. The way that her girlfriend. Hey, Granny, you remember your dreams? Only the wet ones. <laughs> no talking. The goddamn. The way that her girlfriend look, like kind of looks at him and smiles. I love that. The the just the reactions that all three of them had no, in that moment. Schneider shouldn't have called you out on that last play. Yeah, well, got to stick up his ass today. Uh, Schneider's always got to stick up his ass. Hello, dirt balls. Snyder's a fucking asshole. This is bad editing again. Because this is the same shot from before when they were in the push-up position. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't know what happened, people. Uh, there was, like, kind of a bit of a lag on my... Um, movie just now I don't, I don't know what the hell that was all about i thought it was just a long ass shot of a full moon i was about to say what happened my apologies people i don't know what that was all about let me look at the thermostat oh man how many of y'all still own leather recliners I, I personally think they will never go out of style i love leather recliners my god it is hot as an oven in here <laughs> motherfucker said my god no, they're not. Sure. It's 97 degrees in here. That's what y'all call sleeping? Ha <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> Fucking Clue Gulliver just got slumped by a bird. That shit's more like a bat in this scene. That bird, yo. That bird's got roid rage. That motherfucker's knocking over lamps. Knocking over pops. They destroying the living room trying to get this damn bird. Well, um, no more birds. Let's get a kitten this time. What are you doing? Jesse, help me move this thing. It isn't the gas. That's what actually happened. Maybe, maybe Jesse gave the bird a piece of... What's it? What is it? Polydent? Or some shit? You burn rabies? It's a cheap seed you've been buying. Oh, it's flaky. I don't know if it's polydent or not, but, you know, the capsules that people drop in their, like, dentures and shit. Set this whole thing up, didn't you? What are you talking about? You know damn well what I'm talking about. What you use? Firecrackers? You know what he did? He used a goddamn cherry bomb. Oh, well, <laughs> that's what he did. Look, you can't talk to me like that. Just come back here. Jesse? See? Come back here, Jesse! Stop it, you're being ridiculous. Jesse! Stop it! He's already gone, sir. See, man, this is, uh, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, um, Shout out to all the parents out there, the, the fathers in particular raising sons. Um, I pray that y'all sons never talk to y'all, back talk y'all like that or snap at y'all like that, man, because it's like I, I have a daughter only. But I know if I have a son, if, if that day ever approaches where he, you know, he gets in his teens and he feels rebellious and froggy and all that. <clears throat> it's like that song. Uh, try Jesus and try me. Oh, this is apparently the same neighborhood from um, uh, 976 Evil. Lightning striking. Did commentary for that too, if y'all want to check that out. Now, Jesse, this, this is the thing. Like, this motherfucker just wants to get pneumonia. Uh, does he even have shoes on? No hoodie. No jacket. No umbrella. Now, I love rain. Like I just said, man, it's, rain, it's pouring down rain outside now. I love it. But I'm not about to purposely walk. Definitely not to an S&M bar called Ron's. Yo, did he just lick that guy's face? He just licked that guy's face in the corner. What the fuck? I never saw that before. I, I, I wish I hadn't. This is most certainly a uh, 1970s porno music. Like, it's like this is definitely. Oh god, man! That's how you know that motherfucker's underage, and he just—he still served him. Can I have a beer, please? Nothing in particular. And that's actually, I think that's Bob Shea playing that bartender with that freak ass outfit on. It's, it's weird because Bob Shea is in Friday, uh, Jesus, Friday 13th, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 4, and 6. Schneider's like, hey, dirtball. 
you in my world now. Oh no, Jesse does have sneakers on. Now this is very strange. Um, why the fuck? Like you, y'all not in school. So how would you think that you could make him run laps at night when you ran into him at the bar? Like this shit, th yo, this is a fucking strange sequence, man. It's a really weird scene, man. Schneider was probably going to try to rape him or something. I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, you see, you see your gym teacher of all people. It's not like it's your fucking principal. I'm trying to tell y'all, man, I would just, if I was in school at the time, I would just fail gym. You know, like, fuck that teacher, man. I'd be like, listen, well, I, what Martin say, and you so crazy, she said, I'm sorry, I can't motherfucking go. I would just fail physical education. You're not going to give you summer school for gym. Or do they, I mean, they probably would nowadays. So much strange occurrences in this movie, yo. I feel like Freddy's doing this on purpose. Like he's just, he's just repeatedly hitting him with balls, tennis balls, basketballs. He's like, oh, you like you like fucking with young boys, huh? You like balls? Schneider's looking around like this shit is normal or something. Marshall Bell is this actor's name, and I can't remember what else Schneider was in. Yo, you know what? This was a dude, I think, let me look it up, people, because I think this dude um, who plays Coach Schneider was in Virus. He's the dude that, uh, he, he gets a fucking hole punch through, like, he gets a hole punch through him by the alien robot. But he's the one that's like, uh, Rich, the black dude Richie keeps telling him to, um, keeps telling him to carry his stuff. Oh shit, he was in Starship Troopers, he was in Total Recall? How did I miss that? He's the guy who, uh, Quado, or whatever that thing was, you know, it came out of his stomach. Damn, how did I not know that? Freddy's a weird one, man. Like he's he's he's, he's hitting this guy's ass with a with a towel. He's a, he's a, he's a weird one, man. Yep, that was him. His name was Woods in uh in Virus. I know see, I'm I know what I'm talking about, people. I feel so pissed off that I didn't I didn't know he was in um Total Recall and Starship Troopers. Apparently Paul Verhoeven likes him a lot. Ooh. Those yeah, those cuts look nasty. Yeah, they, he liked that BDSM shit. Freddy and tied his ass up and 
gave him the ultimate. <laughs> Yo. Oh my god, man. <laughs> this. Uh, we found him out on the highway wandering around. He was naked. I keep a short leash on him if I read So what do you have, his ID stuck up his ass or something? How the fuck did y'all know where to take him? He just looks like he hasn't said a word. He's like, Jesse, is it meth or is it cocaine? Bullshit. If I was his pop, I'd have been like, bullshit, you ain't. You higher than a motherfucker right now. Let me look at your pupils. We are taking that motherfucker to rehab ASAP. He's going to have to get some type of clearance from his school. You are a danger to society, son. I want to get in my drop top cruising the streets. I got a real pretty, pretty little thing that's waiting for me. He needs professional help. I, I think we have to take him to see a psychiatrist. Oh, come on, Cheryl. Yeah, do you guard? What the hell will that do? I don't know. I just feel he needs help, and we don't know how to give it to him. Oh, come on, Cheryl. Are you hearing me? That boy's in trouble. No, he's not in trouble. What that boy needs is a good goddamn kick in the butt. That's what he needs. <laughs> so do it. Tell you what he needs. He needs a methadone clinic. <laughs> he he lost all faith in his son and almost bust his ass on that ladder. And all throughout the madness, he still manages to pick up Lisa every day for school. What a gentleman, man. What a gentleman. Oh, uh, this one Grady runs. He's like, where you been at, man? Drunk or and Jesse's like, I knew I shouldn't have worn my Chuck Taylors last night. Oh, well, actually, that would be bullshit because they found him naked, so it would be regular footprints. My mistake. Uh, now. I know, I know it's the '80s, but does Jesse own a pair of boxers, or even briefs, dog? But I, like, but the 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 the, the, the tidy whiteies, man. My shit wouldn't be able to breathe, yo. That's a good shot right there. Freddie's glove just. That's how I feel every time I look at like a pen. Like I always keep a pen sitting on top of my book or in, in between, like a. Uh, the sheets of my notebook and <laughs> if I look at the pen it, it's, it says kill for me and shit before I start writing it's actually not so bad
Yeah, at that point, I, I'm I'm knocking on my sister's door. At that point, like, uh, do you have company this evening? There's uh, one of your little friends is uh, jump roping in slow motion in the middle bedroom, and it's kind of late. I can't sleep. You know, um, I would have said it right here too at breakfast. I'd have been like, "Yo, like, did she have company? Cause did, y'all didn't y'all didn't hear that little girl jump roping in the room." She didn't see it. You mean you knew something about this and oh, you come on, Cheryl. How do you think we got such a good deal here? Did they tell you? Mm, that's some uh, John Schroed Halloween Six type shit. herself in our living room. What? Did they tell you that? Mom, I'm scared. The mom actually died in the upstairs bedroom, I think. Why are they lying, yo? They just make shit up. You know, Clue Gulliger just can't get a fucking break, man. He can't have it. He doesn't have his home under control. You know, he can't get his warehouse under control. Do you need a medical supply warehouse in Return Living Dead? When he was in Feast, there were fucking monsters. He was so irritated. Look, I really think this is all She's like, I need to go to Walmart. I just need to get one thing. And then they're going to cut to that fucking, you know, that SpongeBob several hours later. This, uh, wherever they filmed this at, you know, the boiler room that they're driving to now, I love this shit looks like a Call of Duty uh, map. I love this area. I don't think we got anything that looked remotely wow. like this. What is this place? Um. Do you remember in the diary? Up you until we got to the remake. Room? Well, Fred Krueger worked here. It's an old power plant. Oh, power plant. I'm sorry. He worked in the boiler room at the power plant. But um, you get you do get this again, and like I said in the remake, when um, what's his name? Quentin falls asleep. Uh. You know, he's he's on the swim team and he's underwater and he falls asleep. And when he wakes up, he um he comes out of the water and is somewhere near the near this this same power plant. I don't know if it's the same shooting location. I doubt it. But it looks very similar to this shit. And then we get the backstory for Freddy Krueger, how he got chased down by the lynch mob, you know, the parents and he got burned alive. That was actually a really good scene in the remake. They did some they did some good stuff in that remake, man. It was just it's so fucking disappointing. Do you feel anything? What do you mean? I don't know. I thought you might be able to make a connection or something. Bitch, I'm not warlock. What's wrong with you? Now, now you playing. Now you got jokes, right? I thought you liked me. <laughs> I would have went off like a connection. I'm not supernatural here. But with that that remake, man, like I was saying, I 
I feel like with the Nightmare on Elm Street property in general, um, you have an upper hand. You have an advantage that a lot of the, the rest of these slasher um, properties don't have. You have free reign to do whatever you want. You know that who the fuck is going to quit like this? This is one thing I had to stop doing about the, about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I had to stop questioning things because it's, when you're in dreams, it, there's no rule book. Anything goes. It's freelance, and you you know for them to not have taken advantage of that, especially with a big budget and Michael Bay back in the movie and producing it, endorsing it, whatever the hell he did. I don't know if he probably just put his name on it. Now, first time director, that was a big deal. Um, it's just just a mouse. Relax. But for a first-time director doing that remake, that was a that was risky business. I wouldn't have done that personally. I would have hired somebody way more seasoned. Um, but you, for them to have so much, you know, for them to be able to take so many liberties with the dream shit and the budget and just things that we haven't seen before in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, they didn't do shit with it. Like, I feel like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are a chance for the directors and the writers and producers to channel their inner childhood horrific minds and shit like that, if that makes any sense. You can just go crazy. I mean, Chuck Russell and the writers of Dream Warriors turn somebody into a human puppet, you know, a marionette doll. That's insane. It's game time. The Lakers are playing right now. That's what I'm about to tell my little sister. Go back to sleep. He's like, fuck! I was wearing this the whole time? Stay up. Where's the Y in that stay? See, Je me and Jesse, they already think he on drugs, but now he popping pills and shit. God damn, what'd he take? Three of those? You're gonna be bouncing off the walls, bruh. What the fuck do you think, ma? Good. You're looking better. He looked at his mom like, you you know you're full of shit, right? You're bullshitting. And his pop is just looking at him like, nigga, I, I dare you to say something, buddy boy. I'll beat your ass. You had another nightmare, didn't you? Yes, I had a bad night. Do you want to talk about it? No, I just kind of just want to pull over and just make out for like 10 minutes. Let's just fuck, you know, just skip school. Fuck it. But then Lisa would have been like, but I have perfect attendance this year. I can't. What's wrong with Jesse? Seems kind of freaked out. That chick that plays uh, Lisa's friend seems like she should have been on just one of the guys. See, Grady's a good friend, man. Get a, You want to get a pizza or something? Get, get your mind off of things? What? Jesse, I think you should eat something. I'm not hungry. I wish you would talk to me. You know, we can figure it out. We can figure it out together. There is nothing to figure out. I don't know what it was in the time of this guy's investigation. Shut up, Grady. Grady, he put so much emphasis on that shit. That the whole lunchroom got quiet. No problem. Stay around, buddy. You wanna chew that food before you start talking? 
<laughs> and Jesse pushed it. He pushed the tray forward like I don't even want to eat anymore. I didn't even want to eat before, but I don't even. I don't want to eat more even now. I don't even know if that made sense when I said that just now. What I meant to say was he pushed the tray forward like I don't want to eat now. Fuck it. Y'all get what I'm saying, man. Damn. If it ain't mispronouncing last names, it's just me fumbling over words half the time. You guys are not having fun on my watch. Not tonight. He's like, but uh, but I can't cook. Twelve thirty, miss. No later. Twelve thirty, nice time. It's probably a Friday and everything. I, you know, I do appreciate a parent that has a uh, that runs a tight ship and has a curfew for their children. What's the matter with I dig it. I don't know. That motherfucker definitely not in high school. He's thirty six in this movie right here. Let me rub one out real quick. I'll be out. I'm almost there. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. I'm not into this. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not into fun. She is persistent. Fellas, listen. Listen here. If they persistent like that, what are you gonna do for hold on to it. Look, I feel like I'm losing my mind. And I don't want you to watch me fall apart. Oh. I'm afraid to go to sleep. I'm afraid to stay awake. It's a great line right there. I'm ruining your party. No. You're giving yourself too much credit. Motherfuckers don't probably don't even know. Nobody noticed Jesse walked off. They weren't like, "Hey, where you going, life of the party?" Well, nobody know you there, dog. You're not ruining nothing. If anything, you're taking the hostess away from her party. So I mean, you know, they barely even connected with that first kiss. I mean, that wasn't even a kiss. That was kind of like a. Meh. We probably could do it. We shouldn't. I like how Jesse grabs her hand right here, though. Really like that part. <laughs> I wonder what are they drinking? Bourbon, Henny, Crown Royal all night? Or I meant to say Crown Royal on ice. What, what's the Jill Scott song? Is that Crown? I think it's Crown Royal on Ice. Yeah. Let's go, guys. Now we can play 21 Savage all night. Fucking millennials. Oh, no. That, that sounds a lot like Cindy Lauper. Did her bra just come off? I never noticed that either. Her bra came off in the pool. Kids partying in your backyard in the pool, blasting Cindy Lauper or whatever the hell it is. Your daughter about to get slayed in the cabana by a fucking half-possessed, confused kid that's new in town. 
Life is all over the place for that guy. I love how Jesse was just going straight. Like he he his mission was to go downtown. That was it. He's like, okay, we can make out for a little bit, but you about to see what this mouth do real quick. Oh, oh. <laughs> She's like, why'd you stop, nigga? That shit felt awesome. <laughs> His fucking tongue was like gray or was that purple what is it? and that shit was like five feet long she would have loved it listen i would have i would have rocked out i would have been like all right freddie this is where you are actually helping me out for the first time in the movie that's gonna be the best hand she ever had in her life why does Grady have, is that an electric blanket? Why does Grady have a leather blanket? Hey, what the fuck are you doing in my room? Right, how'd you get in here? Listen, I'm in trouble. I need you to let me stay here tonight. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. I don't know. Why don't you just go home and take a bottle of sleeping pills? Jesse's hair kind of, he's got like that kind of sting. I thing going on. You what? Oh, it wasn't me, see. There's something inside of me. And last night it made me go to my sister's room. Yeah, you, tonight with Lisa on the cabana, Don't 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 come to my crib and tell me, yo man, I killed I killed somebody. You got to get the fuck up out of my I'm crib, scared, dog. Grady. I don't know who followed you here. I don't need to be uh, aiding and abetting and be an accomplice yeah, and all of that. And you want to sleep with me. Look, I don't care if you believe me or not. Hey, I believe you. You've had some scary dreams, okay? No. I don't. No. <coughs> I'm all messed up. Yeah. What difference does it make? I'm in trouble. I feel like whether Grady was uh, agreed to it or not, that motherfucker just got comfortable on his. What is that? A, that's not a beanbag chair, but he just got comfortable in that chair. Right, man. What do you want me to do? My man, Grady's one of the best characters in the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, hands down. He's a good friend, man. It's a shame he went out how he did, but he, he's a really good friend. And the fact that he's a great character, it 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 makes his his death scene uh, really sad. I don't care if you have to hit me over the head, just don't let me leave. And Grady, don't fall asleep. Shit. I mean, I don't get good I don't get good sleep like that as is, but if you um if you telling me this after nine p.m. And there's no like Lakers game on or anything like that, then my ass is falling asleep, bro. We both do it. Every persistent girl needs a best friend like that. She said, "Fuck the party, go see him." I like this this chick, man. The best friend, the the, the brunette girl. Carrie, Sydney Walsh is her name. 
I like her, man. Wasn't even no Yo MTV raps on or nothing. And you got you gotta love how he he told Grady not to fall asleep. And the first fucking thing he did when there was nothing on TV was fall asleep. And the moment he does, or even tries to, Jesse just wakes the fuck up. It's starting to happen again. It's called diarrhea, bro. This scene, yo, man, the, the 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 practical effects in this movie are fucking crazy in this scene. This scene in particular, this is where, I, you know, I'm not sure who did the practical effects for this movie. I don't know if it was K&A or Kevin Yeager, um, but, but the practical effects in this part are crazy, man. Oof. That sweater said, fuck your wrists. Oh, God. Yeah. Lawson from... Sometimes they come back, ain't so tough right now. And Jesse's looking at his hand like, yo, this is actually kind of cool. Oh, God. Yo, they they yo they went all out with these effects in this scene, man. This is some of the best effects in the series. God damn, man. Oof. That shot right there is crazy. And Freddie, yo, Freddie just fucking sheds Jesse's skin like he's a werewolf or some shit, man. This is insane. That's why I said, they, yo, they broke rules. They broke rules in this movie, y'all, and I love it. <laughs> Freddie's looking like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Freddie came out with the hat and everything. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'm real, bro. He was cracking jokes, right? You thought it was cute, huh? <laughs> Yo. Ooh. Oh, man. That was a good shot. Of the claws coming through the door like that. It's unfortunate, but damn. Fuck. And I love how Jesse is just back to normal now. And his reflection is, it's, you know, as much as I don't like Jason Goes to Hell, I mean, it's, it's fun to make fun of, but it's not a good movie. But the fact that Jason, when he takes over people's body, the reflection is the actual Jason is so strange. And that's what they're doing with this Candyman movie. You know, I made the comparison to this in Candyman, uh, the new movie, also because it's a body horror film, possession film. But, uh, you know... When, when you see Yaya Abdul-Mateen, at some points in the trailer, his reflection is Candyman, and there's bees surrounding him and shit.
It's a good shot right there. I don't know how they did it. Probably just angled the mirror. They probably angled the mirror the right way. Jesse's like, I can't go to jail. I'm going to be somebody's bitch. <laughs> Let me get up out of here. Yeah, it doesn't help he was making all that goddamn noise either. Oh, everybody's booed up at the pool party. Now listen, if you can go to your girl's crib covered or a girl's crib covered in like just covered in blood and she doesn't tell you to get the hell out, I'm, yo, that's, I'm telling you, if that is not a keeper. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so scared. Lisa is like one of the most thorough chicks in the Nightmare on Elm Street series, too. I mean, no, no, Jesse, Jesse, this is not happening. It's, it's got to be everything you've taken in. Uh, Schneider, the, the diary, the glow. Only it's all mixed up. Christ, what do I have to do to make you understand me? Last night he made me try to kill my sister. I got blood on my hands. Yeah. He owns me. <laughs> You're you, you giving him a lot of credit too, man. But it's like she she kept giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, no, 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 Jesse. You're not possessed by Freddy Krueger. It, it's like, yo, I'm telling you. Jesse, if Jesse and Lisa aren't married, if they bring those characters back, if they're not married at that point, then I'm going to be very fucking pissed off because that is the one you wait for right there. And not even wait for it, because she's with it. What's going on? Oh, what a waste of hot dogs, man. And what a waste of beer. Now, again, the, the, one of the things, well, the other things I like about this movie... Um, is that there are, you know, the strange occurrences when people are wide awake. Doesn't always have to be in a dream. The strange occurrences that happen. I would actually take another Freddy movie like this where he where he takes over somebody's body. Uh, just give me Jackie Earl Haley in it. I still need my Dream Warriors either remake or direct sequel. Jesse, fight him! I can't! 
domestic dispute. You are not afraid of him. He doesn't even exist. Ooh. You can hear you can hear Freddie's voice peeking into Jesse's voice right there. Freddie's like, yo, y'all, y'all really think this shit is a game. Another thing I love about this movie is the fact that Freddie, there are moments where Freddie has no glove. His, his, his claws, the knives are just coming straight out of his fingers. I love that, man. This movie took so many liberties that I appreciate, man. Like, I like when to sit, like, if you do it differently and do it right and win me over, then you've won. Freddie, you you biting people now? I like that shot. Of the, of the 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 claws going into the um into the floor. It reminds me of that shot in H two O where Marion is uh scurrying away from Michael and the, the knife goes right into the floor. There you go, Lisa. I mean, you should have hit. I would say hit Freddie over the bottle. Hit him over the head with one of those bottles. But that knife works a lot better. Notice how nobody tried to break the door down and help her. They're just watching like, oh my God, who's this guy? I never liked Lisa anyway. Now when he kills her, let's finish the party. They're just sitting there watching. Freddy's makeup is so icky in this job. I mean, the actress Kim Myers actually looks like some girl I used to go to school with. She really does. She just looks like the white version of her. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, please. See how the blades are just coming out of his fingers at that point? Like, we didn't get that in any other movie, yo. It's very interesting that they chose to do that. <laughs> Freddie just vanished. <laughs> Yo, but the fact that this was what this is one of the ballsiest horror sequels ever made, yo, because they didn't decide, you know, Jason Goes to Hell, they were on the ninth movie, and they had done a lot of crazy shit at that point, they had a copycat, they made Jason Supernatural, they had Jason versus Carrie, they had Jason Takes Manhattan, and they were nine movies in when they decided to do all the, the wacky shit, um, but, I mean, same thing with Curse of Michael Myers. They were six movies in. Uh, but this was the second movie in the series. And they decided to do some really crazy, out of the ordinary sh Oh, shit. Freddy's the ultimate party crasher. He said, wait. Ugh. Mmm. Better hop that gate, bro. Yo, like I said, man, how many of us is it? And it's one of him. 
He got one hand where he's armed. We can do this. Got me fucked up, man. <laughs> that mother and he just burned to death. Just for no reason. And dad's looking outside like, is that Fred Krueger ruining my backyard? He not even worried about the kids. Ooh, that part. Now, here we go. Dr. fucking Phil over here. Phil Donahue. Freddy's looking at him like, nigga, you for real right now? You don't know who I is. All that time being close to the school counselor didn't pay off, bro. That's a dope shot right there. That's a great shot right there. The fire behind Freddy like that. And the pop came out with the <laughs> he came out with that shotty. He's like, wait, it's my first time shooting this. Give me a minute. Freddy was wide-eyed. You gonna let your pop shoot me? Yo, look at look at look at Freddy's stance. He looked like, man, y'all fucking serious? Y'all better know what it is. Where'd he go? Like a boss. Ball shit. He looked at the way he had his neck turned, he almost turned his entire body and his head still would have been facing in the same direction. Freddy looked at them like, yo, y'all must, you better ask about me. You motherfuckers live in Springwood and are so close to Elm Street, y'all know about about me. And then walk, and then walk through the wall, the gate, <laughs> and disappeared in the fire. Like a ball shit. Now this, I feel like the, the final sequence the ending at the at the power plant slash boiler room it could have been a lot better but um you know doesn't doesn't take me out of the movie i just i feel like if they would have did this um like if you got a showdown a finale at, at the power plant slash boiler room like if you did it nowadays they would make it way crazier they would take a lot more liberties than they did in this movie oh you got these invasion of the body snatchers dogs this was always weird. I never understood why these dogs have human faces. It was always strange to me. They they kind of had to consult with each other. Like, is she good to pass through here? She don't need no tolls. All right, man. Let her through.
classic Freddy ish right there. But yeah, that happens, you know, when you touch stuff in a boiler room, it's ba you're bound to get burned. Fucking disgusting. Now she realized she's hide. She's hallucinating. But oh, I, I always hated that part when, when she looks down at where Freddie bit her leg and there's bugs crawling inside. Oh. Booga booga booga. It's just it's it's just it's it's nasty. It's nasty. Y'all know bugs make me itch. That was such a strange edit, yo. Like the cat, the rat came down and then the cat ate it. It was very weird occurrences, like I said. Strange occurrences, man. That's the theme for this movie. Freddy ain't know what to do. He's like, you what? Now, if I'm Jesse, when I come back from, you know, when everything's all okay, quote unquote, and I'm back to normal, I'd have been like, D did you really mean what you said? Because there's a movie where I don't know what's going on. And then the girl says she loves the guy. And then he's like, did you mean what you said? And she's like, we'll talk about it. What the I fuck movie was that? Oh, it was um, Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice, where the girl, she thinks that the kid Danny is about to kill her in the cornfield, and she's like, she's like, Danny, I love you, please, and he's like, so did you, you know, when everything's over at the end, he's like, did you mean what you said? She's like, well, we got time to talk about it. AKA, she just she just said that shit so she couldn't get killed. He can't hold you, Jesse. He's losing his grip. You can get out. He can't hold you down. Can't nobody take your pride. Oh no. Lisa, yo, she is the MVP, man. 
we gotta stop sleeping on Lisa as a, you know, Jesse is the final guy, but she is a final girl as well. And she says she gonna, she gonna kiss that burnt, slimy ass face. He like, get off me, I like the French kiss better. But the fact that she, she was not giving up on Jesse, yo. I love it. Shout out to Kim Myers, man. She's a she's an awesome character in the Nightmare on Street series that I feel like we don't appreciate and I feel like we don't talk about as much. We always talk about Nancy Thompson. We always talk about, um, you know, Alice. Uh, a lot of people don't talk about, um, you know what I mean? But y'all, y'all get what I'm saying. Again, more good, more good practical effects, man. The for the melting face of Freddy right there. Shit. Now my thing is, when everybody comes to like, if people come, the boiler room was or the power plant, it probably bit. It was probably long shut down. But what if it wasn't, and people come to work the next day, and it's like, well, what happened to all the knobs and shit, like? Not gonna lie to y'all, this is actually making me want to do commentary for Demons, the um, you know, the Argento and Lamberto Bava movie from 1985. Only because I used to have a VHS tape that somebody gave me where when Freddy was screaming, getting burnt up, the movie cut off, and then they automatically started recording Demons after that. Y'all know how the VHS, how we used to do the VHS tapes. We would have multiple movies on one VHS tape. Depending on how the, how long the runtime was as far as the recording, but it's making me want. I might do commentary for demons and then cap the night off with some gremlins commentary. I don't know. I don't know, people. I'm tempted. <laughs> Jesse, you gotta marry her now. She never gave up on my boy, man. And he's just looking up at her like, yo, I think I love you. So what am I so afraid of? He can't believe it. He's like, yo, you really fucks with me, yo. Yeah, yep. He didn't even kiss her or nothing. He just cradled himself right on her shoulder. You got to. Because you know you got a real one, bro. That's what, yo, man, bring Mark Patton. Hashtag bring back uh, Jesse and Lisa. Hashtag Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Direct sequel. I would take, you know, I want my Dream Warriors direct sequel. I would take a direct sequel to... A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, people. I don't give a fuck. I'm saying it right now on the Tudor Reviews podcast. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. She's like, Jesse, don't don't do any drugs, honey, okay? You've been sober for two days. Everything's normal, and, you know... Hi. Hi. Hi, Jesse. She should have been like, you can't sit here. <laughs> and the best friend is still there, the brunette. I love it. That was a really... 
party. <laughs> yeah, the best party we ever been to. That's definitely one for the books. Right. Should let's shut the fuck up about it. You know, when we're amongst ourselves, and maybe if we get drunk or something. Am I going crazy or is this bus going too fast? Oh, you just high. Took a couple bowl rips before you got on the bus. It's all good. No. This bus is going too fast. She's like, Jesse, we're going 35 and a 60. Why is that motherfucker sta- sitting in front of Jesse? Got that lime green drop dead Fred shirt on. That loud ass shirt. Driver like, yo, you better watch who you raising your voice at, bro. <laughs> it's like the driver looked back at Jesse like, yo, you know we gotta pick Angus up down the street. It's okay. Freddy ain't shit. He's so pet. Petty Kruger is what his damn name should be. But my thing is, how would you follow that up? Like, did Freddy possess her? You know, what What was the case? I don't know. I want to, I want to know what the song is. But we made it, people. We survived the nightmare slash uh, in real life reality possession uh, type of situation that was going on. I give this movie, um, I do give it an eight and a half out of, um, out of 10. And what keeps it from a 10 is the fact that, yeah, while this is the most underrated entry in the Nightmare on Elm Street series for me, I, 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 I still feel like while I appreciate the liberties they took, there were a specific, they, they broke rules, I'm all for it, but there were a specific set of rules we were supposed to abide by as far as that first movie goes. And while they did break the rules, and while I can appreciate that, it took, it, you know, I know I said earlier, it doesn't take away from, you know, the liberties they took when they broke rules and the simplicity of it. There's still a lot more that they could have done as far as the dream, the dream sequences go. Um... But they chose they chose to do a lot of that stuff in uh, in reality, and there is there are only two kills in this movie. Whereas though, I think in the first Nightmare on Elm Street, Tina gets killed, um, then Rob gets killed, and uh, God damn, what's 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 the name? Uh, Glenn gets killed. The mom gets killed. There's four kills in that movie. If you know, if you tally everything up right, whereas though they dialed it back down to two kills in this movie, and it's it's okay, but there are certain things that just keep it from being a perfect 10. But it ain't a strong, don't get it twisted, people. This is a strong 8.5 out of 10 for me, man. Because, you know, I don't give a fuck about, you know, whether they were setting out to make a homoerotic movie or not. This is a great entry in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. And I feel like we need to really give this movie its flowers. Um, and regardless of you know the the discrepancies between mark Patton and jack shoulder and you know wes craven said absolutely not i will not be a part of this thing uh because you guys are straying so far from what i established in this first movie 
um, regardless of what happened, there are things that worked really well in the favor of this movie. And this is one of those things where it's like another scenario as, as far as something like Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, where whether you love it or hate it, as far as a fran as far as the franchise goes, this movie will be talked about forever for various reasons, you know, not for one reason in particular, but for various reasons, this movie will be talked about forever. And I feel like as time goes on, this movie has definitely developed more of a cult following and more of a, a of a appreciation amongst uh, horror fans. But this, um, you know, shout out to Jack Shoulder again. Uh, happy 76th birthday to that guy, Philly native man. I did not know that until today. So shout out to the Philly. The, the Felly, the Felly fellow native, the Philly fellow native. I don't know, people, what I'm talking about sometimes. I really don't. Y'all know I get fumbled over these goddamn words, man. I do too much of this this podcast shit, but I don't mind. And, you know, when I do too much of it, I try to cram a lot of shit um, at once. I really, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm really debating whether I want to do Gremlins commentary um, and celebrate the anniversary of its release, or I want to do demons commentary i'm kind of leaning towards demons i don't know maybe like i said maybe i'll save gremlins for night i don't know i don't know i don't know people i don't know but what i know is we did make it through the commentary and you know if y'all tuned in i definitely appreciate y'all and y'all already know where to go man and if y'all don't y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, overcast pocket cast breaker radio public and Podbean. shout out to anchor follow me on facebook and instagram romero tutor shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs and shout out to the facebook movie group the horror virus and last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. You know what I noticed, man? I didn't talk a lot, a lot about Robert England's performance throughout this movie. And like I said, that that's because he's barely in the movie, like in the essence of the first one, which is cool. Because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to show too much of Freddy Krueger to the point where you get tired of him. You know, of course you're going to uh at this point you're going to a nightmare on Elm street movie to see how the easy want to kill people in a dream you're going to a friday the 13th movie to see how jason Voorhees is going to kill people uh, halloween is a little something different to me personally because i you know I'm, I'm not like a super purist at the end of the day but that is my favorite slasher franchise of the bunch but um I like that they sparingly used Robert England throughout this movie, man. They put him in there where need be, because when he pops up, it's like you miss the guy. You know, you want to know, oh, my God, what's he going to do? Is he going to do this? Is he going to do that? But again, shout out to Robert England, man. If I'm not mistaken, uh, whether a couple days or weeks ago, he just had a birthday that just passed. And I feel bad because um, I had saw that they posted it was Robert England's birthday and I didn't make a post in the Cinemaniacs group. But y'all know, man, y'all know how I feel about Robert England, man. The guy is a fucking legend. You know, he, he doesn't ever have to play Freddy Krueger again for me because it's cemented. Nobody's going to be better than you playing Freddy Krueger. However, I'm up for suggestions with as far as the series goes. I would love to see Jackie O'Haley come back to play Freddy. Um, I feel like he just had a shitty director, a shitty script, and a shitty cast, and shitty everything to work with. So it wasn't Jackie O'Haley's fault, but Robert England, nonetheless, man. He, you know, I was I recently watched um, what was it, two thousand two, was it two thousand and one Maniacs? Uh, whatever the movie is where you know the the college kids and I, listen, I'm rambling. I'm going on off the deep end, people. We're an hour and some change into this shit, but um. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys. You know, we're still shooting for that Ocho, that Ake. Hey, we're still shooting for that. And um, y'all are still tuning in, man. I actually checked the numbers not only this morning, but 
last night in particular, man, and y'all, like I said, it's, it's really strange because y'all tune into shit that I really don't expect y'all to to keep tuning into. You know, I'll check the numbers like from the ground up, like the from when I first started doing a podcast and those numbers will be up even more. And I don't know how y'all survive through those episodes of listening to me just talk like a rookie over these, you know, commentaries and reviews. Uh, it, it's, it's just it's really strange for me, man. I've only recently gotten accustomed to listening to my old episodes and even still, a lot of them are cringeworthy, but y'all keep holding shit down, man. And I appreciate y'all. Like I said, the anchors and the pillars of this, uh, of the foundation in which this podcast is built, man, that's y'all. And y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.